Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Well, hello, Happy New Year, and welcome back to Ayers on the Road, which is kind of Ayers on the Air last night, and we have now landed in Maui, which is so fun. We're back here for our... (laughs) It's kind of becoming a tradition. Is this the fifth year or the fourth? Fourth, I think. We just have a, some of you longtime listeners will remember that we have one of our sons who lives on this gorgeous island. And uh, he's a builder. And we went in with him on a really old beat up property that somebody wanted to sell. And he's he's turned He's made a silk purse from a sow's ear. How's that for an old phrase? Oh, my goodness. When we were here last night, we were just sitting back on the back deck. I said, I just wish I could have been here when, and we weren't here, but he was. He looked at this property. He said he took one look at the second I saw it. It was horrible. The whole house was falling down. It was a shack, an old shack that had fallen down. It was full of old tires and and it was just no systems we couldn't anywhere. knock it down and build a new house even if we'd wanted to because the the zoning wouldn't permit it but we could remodel this old beat up place and and we 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 couldn't believe that it was possible we said oh let's not do it but he said no i can do this i like that i like to take old things and he does i mean he's he is truly green. He recycles everything. He, he repurposes everything we're looking at here. It's been repurposed. The and counter is a tree. The tree, the counter, the bar we're sitting off. at is a monkey pod tree that's about two feet wide and just beautiful that he sawed from a monkey pod tree. I mean, he just, we're, we, we stand in awe. We're, we're like, I mean, it's kind of like me with you, honey. When I hear you play the violin or whatever, I'm like, "How is that even possible that you can do that?" <laughs> <laughs> well, he is pretty much the le- a you know the less talented you are, the more you can appreciate the talents in other people. <laughs> right. So I'm That's really true. good appreciate. That's true, and he's married <laughs> to an amazing woman who. Uh, actually goes along with him. She well, and she's part of the moving force here because she repurposes everything too yeah there's a fun little um what do we call thrift it store, thrift store secondhand really store. close and she goes and volunteers and helps to um get all that stuff sorted out and then amazing things pop up her kids come out of the house looking like they came straight out of vogue in new york well not vogue but <laughs> uh but they look fabulous and uh everything is repurposed in their life which is just so amazing well we're off on a little tangent here but it is fun to, i mean that's so so here we are we try to come in january and february each year and we get a lot of work done we don't want any of you thinking oh the hours are just over there goofing off we're working we're this is where we get a lot of writing done and linda without houses and people to take care of i mean this is a little place it's simple we love the simplicity of it and linda does a lot of writing and a lot of reading and a lot of hiking and a lot of family history family Uh, history it's been so amazing how much i can get done but this is when i really exercise because wow we went we just came from park city utah where we had 
five feet of snow. I mean, there was so much snow up there. I got stuck twice this week, and uh, but it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. But I think we got our fill. We loved snow until after Christmas, and yeah. <laughs> then we're like. Okay, we're, we're let's then. get out of here. Uh, but and that sounds kind of spoiled. But we are looking at a brilliant green. There's a little horse in the pasture across from us. There are roosters. Yeah, we get we get horses here without having to feed them or take care of them. But we can't ride them, so that's kind of a drawback. Yeah, but three a.m. The roosters. Did you you were sawing logs? But the three a.m. The roosters. Oh, there are roosters. Yeah. You might hear a rooster here. We we don't know when they'll start to go, but. Uh, but it is really, um, in fact, I'll, I'll, it just you made me think of something, Linda. If you if you guys would go on, I'll, I know a lot of you follow us on Instagram at Richard Linda Iyer, just all strung together. Take a look today because I took a a little short clip yesterday morning skiing, skiing through the cross country snow, and then I took what what we got here uh, yesterday late yesterday afternoon in fact evening and so it shows our morning skiing and the evening in hawaii a, a non-stop flight salt lake city to maui is a really good thing to have well we're sounding a little bit spoiled here yeah we better not, um but so sorry about that you're not with us miles, yeah yeah that's a, it's true this is a budget this is a budget deal we spend less money here than if we were home yeah we do true. this to say we come to hawaii every winter to, to save, save money. money right <laughs> <laughs> we do oh gosh and uh, we miss our kids while we're here, but we've got this. Some of them live here, although the ones who usually live here, Jonah, the one we're talking about, and Asia, and their children, and their wonderful children, are actually in Phoenix for a year. And you'll never believe why. I think we mentioned this on the show before, but the, the reason is so wonderful. <laughs> They have um, five children. Two have gone off to college, so they have three left. But their youngest child is in, in the, the third, third grade. grade. And our, we have a son who is a fabulous third grade teacher. We mentioned Josh before. He's a third grade teacher in Phoenix, <laughs> the best in the world. I don't even have to qualify that. We're not prejudiced. He's bit, just but, an incredible But all teacher. his students and their parents agree. I mean, he's so fantastic. So they decided this is the last year that their little Ezra Jonah possibly possibly be in josh's class so they rented their house here they went to arizona rented a house there and their children are enjoying going to school in can you arizona imagine for a year. moving a whole family for a year to a different location three thousand miles away for the sole reason well i guess there could be other reasons but well to have their son be in Jonah's brother Josh's class. Well, there is one other reason that is that Ezra has been sitting behind a plexiglass. Oh yeah, the school cubicle here with a mask on mask. for yeah. for three almost three years with uh, COVID. So, anyway, they're all happy. Everything's good, and we are so thrilled to see this beautiful sunshine and green is filling our eyes. And it puts us in a perfect mood to talk about what we want to share with you today, which has to do with values, teaching values to our children and our grandchildren. And um, many of you know that, um, you know, we, we, we often get introduced as number one New York Times bestselling authors. And uh, 
you know, we've written a lot of books, but only one of them went to number one on the New York Times list, and it is the book called Teaching Your Children Values. So it's been part of us and who we are and what we try to think about for a long, long time. We've learned traveling around the world that there are very few parents who don't resonate with the idea, the need. I mean, sometimes it's a sometimes it's a worry. How do I teach my children values? How do I how do I impart to them the things that I know from my own life experience will protect them and will make them maximize their chance to be happy? Basic values. How do I convey to my children or my grandchildren that being honest or being respectful or having courage or being self-reliant are not only important skills, but they're character traits. They're things that, that, that we, they're legacies that we want to leave in terms of our children and who they are and who they become. But so often we, we just assume that, well, we'll just set the right example and they'll learn these values by osmosis. They'll just sort of absorb them or they'll inherit them from us. But we often learn as parents that that isn't the case, that, that children actually have to learn to understand what certain values mean and how they can be implemented and why they are important to their own lives, to the society they live in, to the community that they're part of. And we've always felt, and it's the reason we wrote the book in the first place, is that that is something worth thinking about. That's not something to leave to chance. That's not, you know, our kids live as part of many different cultures, the peer culture, the media culture, the social media culture. Are they going to learn the values we want them to embrace from those other cultures? The answer is unlikely, not, not going to happen. So how do we, as parents and grandparents, pick the values we want to focus on, and how do we teach them? Well, when I think back on when we did these, um, uh, we actually did as an outshoot, which we're going to talk about more for the second half of this book. We created, uh, we found some creators, some beautiful, amazing we artistic found people. Us. It was, we found each other. We found each other, and they have created a, a product that is amazing. But when I think about how different the world is from when we wrote teaching your children values yeah. as it is now i mean the internet i don't remember that being even a part of well it was, there was an internet the world i mean there was an internet obviously but, but the social media was not there it is so amazing to see what has happened to every family um i was just talking to a yeah a mother last night who we've known since she was a little girl and they have a huge family and they have five children. And she said, all of our other four children are just doing so well. And our youngest child is just uh, so listless. And and his life just seems Aimless. pointless. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do with his life. And he doesn't want to do this. And he doesn't want to do that. And I, she said, I just think part of it is has got to be the social media world where um, things are just so messed up. I mean, obviously a lot of kids survive that and so on, but it is so hard. It's so much harder than when we did that. 
We often, over the years, have asked uh, audiences when we're speaking, if you had a magic wand and you could wave it over your child and just bestow a gift upon that child, what what would it be? What what would it be? And and so often the answers are, well, I'd 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 want him to be a person of character. I'd want him to be, you know, a loyal, dependable, honest, respectful. And, and without even being aware of it, what they're talking about is values. I'd, I'd give him values. Well, we don't have magic wands, but we are parents. We are grandparents. How do we bequeath those values into a child? Well, that, you know, we're just kind of reminiscing here. Those were the thoughts we had in mind way back when we wrote that book. And, you know, we, we found a, a couple of really surprising things in a in a positive way. One, we found that there are universal values. I mean, it doesn't matter what church a person goes to or if they have any faith at all, they still have an innate sense of what values they wish they'd have for their kids. And we, we actually polled parents. We, we surveyed parents. We asked parents. We researched. And we, we decided that we wanted 12 values because we wanted the book to advocate a focus on one value each month so that it wasn't just a hit and miss thing or a random thing or a lot of values being combined. It was like, okay, it's January. We're going to work on honesty. And when February comes, we're going to shift over to courage and we're going to focus for a whole month on each value. And then when the year's over, we're going to start over because the kids will be a year older and they'll learn each value on a different level. And it was really that simple outline of those 12 values, I think, that made the book an international bestseller because parents could deal with that. They could say, yeah, I can I can focus on one value a month. And because as you point out, Linda, they were they were universal values. No one said, oh, well, I'll buy the, I, I like seven of those values, but the other five, I'm not too big on, you know, self-discipline or I don't really care much about justice or, I mean, fairness. Courage, any, any of know, those things. You, yeah. you can't deny any of these 12 values. So we have had a good time uh, through the years on teaching children values, but we are going to go into some detail in the second half. So, in hey. fact, we're going to offer you a simple. We're going to offer. Oh boy, have we got a deal for you? <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back after this brief break. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back talking about probably the most important thing you can teach children is how to incorporate values in their life. And it's not some boring thing. Values are pretty exciting, aren't they? They are. Values involve moral dilemmas. Values involve actual life every day when you're out facing the world and temptations and all the rest and it, it's exciting to think about values it is um I mean, the probably the number one value is honesty and we did well it's the first one we decided to put it first well that was it, kind of a general vote for parents yeah, yeah because it yeah. overlaps into so many other things and uh we did and in fact we probably told this story but maybe years ago about sitting at the dinner table one night 
and the telephone ringing. And I did you answer the phone? Anyway, I answered the phone. And uh, they said, hello, this is the Oprah show. We'd like to uh, talk to you about doing it, coming and doing a, uh, something about values for children on the show. Well, they said, actually, and, they said, Oprah, Oprah really loves your book, Teaching Children Values. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Who is this really? Which of our friends is trying to play a joke on us, a practical joke? Uh, so it turned out that they really did want it. And it was interesting because it was just a moment in time. We had, It had just been published. It was on the market. But um, something, A lot of things going on in the world that well, worried people. Absolutely. Well, something poignant had just happened in England. Two uh, young teenagers had abducted a young child in a, a a store, just a, in a big, what do you call it, department store. Well, it was world news. It was world news and killed him. And, the, the you know, everybody was, was like, where are our kids going? What's what happening? The world is happening. So it was a good, the timing was good. But that that's what got us on the Oprah show for a whole hour with seven of our children, six or seven. Six. And, and six. Uh, three of them were away. And made the book a bestseller. But... But back to the book, the idea of one value each month. And when you have a, a New York Times number one bestseller, I tell you, you get a lot of interesting offers. I mean, cartoonists were calling. Can we do a thing on on on, on the book? Uh, animators, <laughs> video games. Can we create games around these values? And we were unimpressed with most of the, the people that contacted us because we didn't want the thing to become commercial. We didn't want it to become some sort of, you know, uh, pop culture thing. But then along came a really wonderful guy who we just like a lot. I would call him a good friend, even though we don't see him as much as we'd like to lately. Marvin Payne, a songwriter, a musician. And he and his three colleagues... Roger and Melanie Hoffman, a married couple, and Stephen Cap Perry, another musician, made a proposal we found fascinating. They, they And I remember this part of it, Linda. They said, we don't want to teach. We love your values. We, like, we would like to create a product that will help kids learn the values, the, the 12 values you've got in your book. But we're not interested in screen time. We think kids have too much of it anyway. We don't want to do something with video. We don't want to do something with games. We we want to do stories. We want to do audio stories with music and imagination that are so compelling that children will see the story on the monitor of their mind, of their brain. Yeah. We want to do it through the music and the storytelling. And that fascinated us. You know, and it's kind of coming, it's come full circle around because in those days, like, oh no, we need a video. We we really, but now parents are so tired of that. And we have a daughter who has four little kids with the oldest is six, twin two-year-olds and a four and six-year-old. And those kids have a cool little system that we uh they she found in England but brought it home and it's everywhere now and I don't remember the name of it Togo or something but it's just little cassettes you can drop into a machine and listen to a story cassettes it's well TV they're what? not we would say cassettes. it's a little card. oh well, you're it's talking a about card. a little kids game a little card what? no it's a story it's just a story oh you're just illustrating the point that kids like 
audio stories. Right. The, I so didn't know where they you were would going they that. would rather listen to those yeah. audio stories than anything they have. And car time. Wow, their dad put those two boys in the back of a car and drove to Alaska. I don't know what they would have done without all that those stories because they it just kept them quiet and soothed. Well, but the point is getting getting back to these musicians, they understood something that we all know better now. That's what you're saying. Right. Stories have become a a huge thing, telling stories and the moth radio hour and on and on. All well, the, podcasts have all, been taken over. Yeah. But this is for children, and then they have these magnificent talents, not only of a wonderful story time voice. Marvin Payne is just fabulous. Oh, yeah. But also music. They're fabulous musicians. Many of you be familiar with uh, Roger Melanie Hoffman and Steve Cat Perry. They are so outstanding. They're just outstanding so in the, music. So the point is they, they came along as one of many people wanting to – do a spinoff on this bestseller book of ours. And we, but they're the ones that impressed us because they said, Hey, you know, let's, we want it to happen in kids' minds. We want them to, we want to create stories that will allow children. And the target range was like from five or six years old up to maybe 12 years old, but it turned out it appealed to even younger kids and even older kids. But they, the, the idea was we want to, have a we want to have a story for each of the 12 half an hour story with lots of music and lots of messaging but but essentially an intriguing story about a little boy named alexander who lives in a mythical he's a normal kid he goes to school but some some things trigger a transporting where he becomes he lives in inland this magical kingdom where he essentially has these bigger than life adventures where through the implementation of a particular value, he essentially saves the world in some way. And then it transposes back to him being a kid in his little classroom. And he realizes that not cheating on a test is sort of the same thing as the fact that he was honest in inland and it created a whole new world or whatever. So, uh, you know, we were trying to follow what they were saying. And remember, Linda, we finally said, we'll go out and, and create the first story, the first half hour on honesty and let's see how we like it. And they, they did, and they brought one back and they, they brought in kids and other voice actors and so on to do it. And we were bowled over. We were like overwhelmed with how fabulous this story was. And they had little advertisements for, you know, <laughs> uh, honesty, little lies, well, little lies down your tongue. Yeah. And they're just really so clever. And the kids absolutely loved them. So anyway, we went for it, and uh, it's called Alexander's Amazing Adventures. And one reason it's on our mind this week is we're, uh, as many of you know, we do a, a, a grandparenting course that uh, we do a, a video seminar one a month. And it's for those of you that are grandparents haven't looked at it, you should, grandparenting101.com. But we're on this Monday, we're going to talk about the unit that has to do with grandparents who want to impart values to their children, who are worried about the values of their grandchildren and want to teach them. So on Monday, we're going to be talking about Alexander's Amazing Adventures as something that a grandparent can 
just turn on his phone and 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 click it and uh, and listen to one of these stories with a grandchild and then have something to talk about. I mean, it's hard. How do you sit down and talk to a child or a grandchild and just say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about honesty today. Let's have a little discussion yeah, here. You know? And it'll come off as a lecture or it'll come off as, you know, some kind of a manipulation. But if you listen to this story for a half an hour, and, and believe me, kids will sit there and listen to this. This is not the, the, the attention well, span thing. They will, li- they're intrigued by these stories. If they're in the car, they have to listen. That's true. Do it in a car. <laughs> it is so easy to put, put it in the car. But, you know, it's easy for parents to say, "We're well, now we're going to listen to this. It's a little harder for grandparents to say, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. here, I have something wonderful for you. You're going to listen to <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, it just is right. not going to uh, translate. But when but, they listen to this story, and we're doing this now with some of our younger grandchildren, where we're going to listen to the stories and then say, well, now, what did you think? What 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 was that like when Alexander was sitting there and he could see the answers on the other kid's page and he was he was about to try to write them down i mean what have you ever felt like that or what was it like when he was in inland and and you know he found the crown and he had to decide whether to return it or not you know what and now kids will will say oh i don't know if i'd have done that or not or i mean you you now are having the very thing you want to have with the child, which is a discussion of a value, why it's important, why the outcome is better if they follow the value. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that people, uh, I mean, no matter what era you live in, no matter where you are, values are still so important. In fact, interestingly, more important than ever. I'm, I'm seeing this, uh, we're looking at our website right now, and it says about our books, so many books are free. So many of our books are free now. They're out of print and so on. But one that is not out of print is <laughs> teaching your children values. We can't get that back because it just keeps going. So anyway, um, let us extend to you this invitation. It's pretty simple. As Linda mentioned, we're looking at the website right now. Just go to valuesparenting.com, all strung together, values and parenting as one word, dot com, and the minute you click on that, you will see a home page where the very center of the page is Alexander's Amazing Adventure. And I like the little write-up because it's pretty simple. Like anything else in life, good parenting or grandparenting requires an offense with clear goals, plans, and tried and proven methods. So here is 12 stories, one a month. They're right on your phone. You can play them in your car. You can play them uh, on your phone. You can play them on your computer. Very simple. And it just goes through. And we should probably, we, we, we always talk about this like everyone knows exactly what the values are that we're talking about. But they're, they're basic. They're just powerful. And, uh, again, we want to say hats off to... Marvin Payne, Stephen Cap Perry, we're looking at a picture of them right now, and Roger and Melanie Hoffman, who created these stories and found music, created music, and found the child actors and did some of the parts themselves. Yeah, I mean, they really were the creators. We handed them the book called Teaching Your Children Values, and then there are 12 chapters, a value a month. But they just 
took it and ran with it. I mean, it doesn't go straight from the uh, from the book at all. I mean, they just their wild imaginations came up with songs and examples that we never could have thought of. So, whether you use Alexander's Amazing Adventures or not, give a little thought to how deliberate you are as a parent or a grandparent. How intentional and how deliberate are you in conveying the values that you believe in? And think of it as a legacy. What is What are our kids going to remember about us? And I think the answer is they're going to, well, I don't know whether that's what they'll remember. I think it is. But what are they going to follow? What are they going to reflect in their own lives that they have learned from us? Uh how many of the values can you still name? Uh, probably all of them, but we're out of time. <laughs> you are. But any you 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 think of the values, you'll see a list there when you go to that web page, which is pretty great. So, have we exhausted the subject of values, Linda? <laughs> yes, probably so. But we send our very best wishes for a great new year, not only of teaching values, but just in general. It is so nice to have a fresh fresh breath of air. And to feel like we're starting over at least for a week. <laughs> and the reason we chose to do it on the very first show, well, the second show of the year, second podcast of the year, is because we are going to invite you to make that, consider that to be a resolution, a New Year's resolution, to work harder on teaching our children and our grandchildren the values that will protect them. We can't always be there with them. We wish we could. We all have that protective instinct. But what will protect them physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually is the values that they embrace. And so whether it's our list and, and Alexander's Amazing Adventure and those stories we've mentioned on valuesparenting.com or whether it's just your own list of the values you want to share and want to preserve in your children, That's something to think about for the new year. We wish you the very best. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Ayers on the Road. Bye till then. 